Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season 2, episode 19, The Butcher. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by Francis Delia and Ron Majid. Directed by Francis Delia. Original air date, April 24th, 1989. So we are back with season 2, episode 19, The Butcher. We open with two men speaking in German and breaking into an abandoned morgue or lab. One mentions how thankful he is for the other helping him to escape. They open up one body cabinet. What do you call those? I guess it's a freezer, but you know the things they pull out in the morgue? That's what I thought it was. Oh, I call it a slab. Yeah, that's better than body cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) They slide out a dead body wearing a Nazi uniform. And one of them says, behold the new Fuhrer. So one of them... I didn't know which one was talking. This part confused me a little bit, and it it made sense later, but one of them says that if their plan had worked, this dead man would have replaced Hitler. So I guess this guy was in a freezer, because it looks like he's beginning to thaw out. It also looks like he died from having his throat cut, or at this point, I couldn't tell. Maybe it was a mark from a rope from a hanging. But in either case, whatever it is on his neck starts to bleed. Horst Mueller asks his partner for the amulet. Right when he asked for the amulet, I realized that this was the actor from both the Poison Pen. Yes. And the one where they were bringing people back to life. They were Satanists. It was the one where Mickey died. Yeah. And she was also brought back to life mm-hmm. in Tales I Live, Had You Die. I always mix up that name so that I could have said that in the reverse. I'm never sure. <laughs> That was one of the ones where they didn't find the antique in the end, but they thought it was safely buried under a building that had collapsed. Oh, okay. And they also thought this guy was dead and buried under the same collapsed building, but in the very last scene, we saw a hand reaching out of the rubble trying to grab the coin. Mm -hmm. So because of all that, I thought that the amulet was really going to be that coin. Oh, okay. And that this Mueller guy was really going to be the guy that we thought was dead under the rubble and he was just using a different name. Okay. But I was wrong. But it was just too much sameness from that episode. Right. For me to not think that. I mean, you can make a coin into an amulet pretty simply. And at the time, I don't think we actually saw the amulet. Not that I would remember what the coin looked like. So I was wrong. But I had a whole theory going. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Mueller recites the spell, and the dead body comes to life, and it strangles Mueller's partner with barbed wire. So Mueller puts the amulet on the undead man's neck, which connects their minds. So what I didn't realize until the very end, I thought just the dead guy had the amulet. I didn't know there were two parts, that one kept one part and one kept the other part. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I just thought that because Mueller is the one who brought him back to life, that's why he could communicate with him. I didn't know that he needed to have another part of the coin or the amulet to do that. And he says that once he kills all of Mueller's enemies, they can have the future that the Fuhrer promised, a Reich that lasts a thousand years. Mm -hmm. So he says something about how much Rausch, I'm going to call him Rausch slash Carl through most of this because he has two different names in this. Mm -hmm. But he says how much Rausch will enjoy one of the enemies he has to kill. So then we're in the flashback in a camp I think, or maybe it was in this lab, and we follow a guard walking up to someone, and they only show his eyes, but the guard addresses him as Herr Marshak. Now, I had this in my mind totally reversed. I thought we were looking at the guard's eyes, Mm -hmm. and I thought the person he was walking up to called him Marshak, called the guard Marshak. 
Yeah, it was a little confusing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was like, what are they trying to say, that Jack worked in a Nazi prison? You know, I wasn't right. sure what where they were going with that. Yeah, I hit things backwards. So just then, Jack wakes up startled. Seems like this was a dream. He grabs his neck when he wakes up, so I wonder if that had anything to do with the undead guy and his injury. Yes, connected. It definitely is, but at this point I was very confused, so I didn't know what was connected to what. So next we go to an old man's house. His name is Mr. Cook, and I guess this is Lefty. He seems to be a baseball fan, and he's in a wheelchair as well. Someone comes to the door saying they're an old war friend of Jack's, and he opens the door for him. So this Mr. Cook notices that this guy, Roush slash Carl, doesn't look old enough to be a World War II vet, but Carl says he aged well or something. And Mr. Cook doesn't really think too much about it. Cook tells him that his platoon captured a Nazi scientist doing experiments on POWs, and the scientist's name was Mueller. Rausch strangles Mr. Cook. At this point, it's kind of obvious that he's going after everyone left of the platoon, which means mm-hmm. Jack is most definitely on his list. So at the store, two other platoon members show up, Shaw and Simpson, and they're going to Cook's funeral. Jack doesn't want to go, but they talk him into it. So they go to the funeral, and while they're there, Simpson mentions that another member of their group, Carruthers, had also been killed. Jack checks Lefty's body and sees that he's been strangled. After the wake, Jack calls the VA and finds out that two more members are dead. Now, at this point, I don't care what you believe in, you know something's going wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't understand all this. I have it in my notes later. Why they split up and left Simpson on his own and why Shaw doesn't believe that there's something going on. If three members of your platoon or four at this point are dead and they've all been murdered, why would it not occur to you that something's up? Right. Yeah. Which Jack wants to find out if the other guys that were murdered were strangled as well. And he says barbed wire is how the butcher killed. Simpson reminds Jack that the butcher's dead, but Jack tells him that he dreamt about him the night Lefty was killed. Shaw brings Jack back to the store and insists on staying with him for a few days to cheer him up. He tells them to take Mickey's room. She and Ryan are out of town. And I have to apologize. I have dental issues, and I had surgery about five years ago, and every once in a while my teeth shift and I start slurring my words, and it's hard for me to talk. So if you're hearing all the slurring and mean mispronouncing things that's why my mouth has to get used to my teeth every couple months (laughs) meanwhile Mueller is in some room somewhere crossing faces off a photo of the platoon and whistling creepily Simpson seems to be next on his list so Jack is having the dream again he's being strangled Shaw runs into Jack's room to wake him up because he was screaming the next morning Jack gets the information he requested from the VA The papers say that the four that are dead were strangled all within the last year. And also, we find out that Jack's been having these dreams over the last year. And Simpson still doesn't believe that there's anything going on. No, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just just like looking at him going, huh? Right. Even if it's two of your friends, your close friends, are murdered, wouldn't you think something's up? Yep. I don't understand how this guy just doesn't believe it. You know, and like I said, for me, that's a big enough coincidence for me to believe something's going on. Maybe you don't believe Mm -hmm. that this guy came back to life, but something's going on. Right, even a copycat. Right, or somebody's looking for revenge, maybe a family member. Something's going Mm -hmm. on. Right. Shaw says that Mueller is rotting in jail and Roush is dead. At this point, I got confused again because at the funeral, I thought Simpson said that Mueller was dead. But then I realized that he said the butcher is dead. And I guess I assumed when he said that, I assumed that Mueller was the butcher. 
Oh, okay. I just thought this guy was just some random guy that he brought to life. I didn't think he was the butcher. Um, Oh, okay. So Mueller was just a scientist. Roush, the undead guy, is the butcher. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Jack says that Mueller was experimenting with reanimation, and the bodies in the lab were frozen. Now, we've already had a Hitler reanimation artifact and Read My Lips, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. So Jack thinks Mueller may have frozen Rausch. Shaw doesn't believe him. And he says nobody comes back from the dead, which we know is not true because Mickey came back from the dead. And right. So we find out that Rausch slash Carl is a radio show host. So he's being interviewed by a reporter. And I guess he's become popular over the last year. She asks him about a future in politics, of course, because what else would this lunatic go into? And just what everyone needs. And he tells her that we must restore this country's position of power. And this all sounds mighty familiar. (laughs) He's even got the makings of a slogan, if you know what I mean. Then he angrily says, let the weak, the lazy, and the uneducated get out of the way. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But he gets a message from Mueller saying that it's time. Rush's neck starts bleeding, and he runs into the restroom where the photographer is washing his hands. And he takes out his barbed wire, ready to strangle the guy, but Mueller and or the amulet stops him. So here I'm wondering, why is his neck bleeding? Does he have to kill people to stay alive, as well as kill for Mueller? Part of me wants to say so. Yeah, you know, at the beginning I thought, okay, he's going to have to keep killing people to stay alive. Then Mueller had him killing this list of people which I guess must count for keeping him alive, but apparently if one of these people aren't around, he's really has to kill somebody to stay alive, I, right? I think the main mission was to, to kill those that were uh, in the group. But I believe that throughout that period of time, he had to kill somebody to keep going. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. At first I thought that's what he was going to have to do. He's just going to have to keep killing random people. But then when Mueller put him on a mission, I thought maybe those were the only people he was killing. But now it looks like you're right, that he probably killed other people that we hadn't seen just to stay Mm -hmm. alive. So Mueller shows up in the mirror to tell him he's allowed to kill only who he's instructed to kill. But Carl seems to need help. Mueller says he'll get better once he kills Simpson. Over at the store, Jack is still convinced that the butcher's after them while Shaw tries to talk some sense into him. Shaw doesn't believe that Mueller could raise the dead, but Jack opened the box that he's been staring at since the episode began, and he says it's something he hasn't opened since the war. It's a trunk full of junk Jack collected in Europe. He takes out a book, and it's Mueller's diary. 
The photo in the book, which is a swastika surrounded by a circle, is the same pattern as the amulet. And Jack says it's a symbol of the Thule Society. You should be nervous. He's trying to kill us. The butcher isn't hunting as he can't be. I admit that Mueller was into some pretty weird things, but he didn't know how to raise the dead. Oh, I wouldn't be too sure. This is Mueller's diary. Look at that. Well, it's just a swastika. It's with the surrounding circle makes it a symbol of the Thule Society. Thule Society was an ancient Teutonic group of alchemists and warlocks. They believed they could grant ten centuries of life. Mueller used Thule secrets to bring Rausch back to life. Jack explains that the Thule Society was an ancient group who believed that they could give centuries of life. So I looked up the Thule Society, and it did exist, but from what I read, and I didn't read a lot, so there could be more than I'm missing. I don't think it was ancient. They formed in 1917 or 18 in World War I. Mm-hmm. Or after World War One, And it seemed to have more to do with the origins of the Aryan race. Uh, but, like I said, I, I didn't want to read too much of it, you know, because the subject bugs me. Yeah, me too. I didn't want to spend hours falling down a rabbit hole looking into this. So it's possible there's more that I couldn't find. But I didn't see anything about that it's being an ancient group. Unless it's based on an ancient group, which I guess mm-hmm. could be. Jack tries to tell Shaw that Mueller used the secrets of the society to bring the butcher to life. Shaw thinks he's lost it. But Jack calls Simpson. He should be with them. And yes, he should. Even if you don't believe this butcher came back to life, you have to know that somebody's after all of you. So why did they leave him alone to begin with? Right. So, of course, Simpson is killed after he gets in his car. And Jack gets a call at the store that Simpson is dead, strangled. So Jack explains more about the Thule Society to Shaw, who's still not believing any of it. And he says they put their powers in silver ambulance that can seek out their enemies and raise the dead. And also he said something about communicating over long distances. Mm -hmm. The Thule Society was feared throughout medieval Europe. Very powerful wizards said to have learned their secrets from the ancient Norse god. Jack, I can't believe this sort of thing can happen. I can, and it did. They infused their powers in silver amulets, which could seek out their enemies, communicate over great distances, and raise the dead. Rausch would have been an ideal candidate. He's one of Hitler's favorites, an intelligent, dangerous, powerful man. Jack thinks Rausch was the perfect candidate, and Mueller must have the amulet. Jack calls the prison in West Germany, and I mean, maybe they could have done that earlier, when they're all debating who's dead and who's alive and who's in prison and who's not. Mm-hmm. He calls to see if Mueller's still there. So the whole radio show is kind of building Carl into a kind of a, a cult leader. Yeah. Um, you know, people will be driving around with his name on their pickup trucks in no time. It's looking like Jack was the one who killed Rosh. And if Rosh kills Jack, he'll live forever. So I guess once he kills Jack, he won't have to kill people every day. Or however right. long. Yeah. So Jack is told that Mueller is in jail, but he had escaped a year ago and was recaptured. Jack is going to fly to Germany, but Shaw won't go with him. Another, I don't understand. I mean, I know they have to build all this up for there to be some suspense, but it doesn't make any sense why Shaw wouldn't go with him. Right. They could have still did a storyline where Shaw went with them. Two are stronger than one. Right. Although Shaw does sort of believe it now, but he thinks he can take care of himself. Jack leaves him a gun and he'll stay at the store. So we already know how that's going to end. Of course, who didn't see this coming? Right. Jack arrives in Germany, and he arrives at the prison. He falls asleep in the waiting area and has another dream. He's just about to be strangled when the troops break in, and Jack is able to strangle Rausch. But Rausch wakes up. So Jack wakes up, calls the store to check on Shaw, 
but he was strangled on his way to answer the phone. So it seems like every time, and I think Mueller mentions this, every time Jack has a dream, somebody else is killed. Yes. So Jack goes to see Mueller, who's been expecting him. So Mueller can communicate with Rausch from Germany. So he is still in prison, mm-hmm. which is one of the things Jack said the Emily could do. And now this is all making sense to the beginning. So when he escaped last year, he was only out long enough to bring Rausch back to life before they took him back to prison. Because if you remember when they were breaking into that lab, the other guy said, the cops are going to be here any minute. And he said, we only need a couple minutes. Well, part of me think that was on purpose, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I believe that, too. But I didn't understand at the beginning. And I thought Mm -hmm. there was some fake guy in the prison. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think he knew he was going to be caught again, but he just needed to get out to bring this guy back to life. Mm -hmm. Mueller seems to know all about Jack's nightmares. And Mueller tells Jack that Shaw is already dead and won't be taking care of Roush. Mueller says he saved Jack for the last and he gives him the amulet or whatever piece of the amulet he had. And Mueller says that Roush is waiting for him. Jack leaves in the middle of Mueller's master race speech and gets back to the store to find Shaw dead. I thought he was going to try to bring him back to life with the amulet. That's what I really thought he was going to do. But he recognizes Roush's Carl on the cover of a magazine that Shaw was reading. At this point, Carl is on the air taking calls, and he gets a call from Jack telling him that he has what he wants and he's waiting. Carl signs off, and he says it's his last program because he's becoming a politician, because of course he is. He's going to run for some office, I guess. Jack waits and waits for Roush and finally falls asleep in the store. Now, when Jack fell asleep, the lights were on, but later they're all off. Mm -hmm. And while he's sleeping, he dreams again about the troops rushing in. He wakes up startled and begins shooting all over the place with a machine gun. Mm -hmm. Just shooting blindly all over the place. So it's like a good thing Mickey and Ryan didn't decide to come home early. Right. Of course, he empties his machine gun and he didn't even hit Roush. And now he's only left with a handgun, and he's hiding in the dark. So Roush makes himself known, but not seen. He wants the amulet. Roush is able to get Jack's arm in the barbed wire, and Jack drops the amulet. Roush goes to pick it up, leaving Jack's wrist tied. To, what? What is it, a shelf? Yeah. To the shelf with the barbed wire. Roush puts the piece that Jack had together with the piece of the amulet he has, while Jack gets free and tries to shoot him. But the shots don't hurt him. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I'm wondering why no one has called the police. Oh, I I love that when he shot around. Right. I mean, how could they not hear all this? Mm -hmm. So Jack shoots him in the head and he goes down. But his eyes open almost immediately. Jack backs out of the area while Roush gets his barbed wire ready and begins searching in the dark for Jack. Jack comes at him from behind and ties him to the railing by his neck. Roush reminds him that he's immortal. But Jack cuts the amulet off Roush's neck and he dies. Now, I couldn't tell what he was doing until the amulet finally came off. Mm -hmm. I thought he had some special tool that'll kill him. So Jack packs away his war chest with the amulet and puts it into the vault. So in this episode, the amulet wasn't officially a cursed antique from the store. So in my mind, it would be safer if he could find a way to destroy it instead of keeping it in the vault. Because it can be destroyed. It's not cursed like the other ones that can't be destroyed. All right. All of the stuff in the vault, it's going to be out in the world someday. That building won't be there forever, and neither will Mickey, Ryan, or Jack. Right. And, I mean, they can't destroy the other stuff, but they should be able to destroy the amulet. So, in this episode, the cursed antique was the silver Thule amulet, which allows a Nazi criminal to resurrect a dead warrior and communicate telepathically with him. And the repeat actor, like we mentioned earlier, was Colin Fox. He was Mueller. And he was also the fake brother in Poison Pen. 
and the Satanist yeah. in Tales I Live, Hedge You Die. And of course, like I said, that title might be reversed. And then the warehouse connection was Sherry Miller. And she played the interviewer in this episode. Okay. She also played Lorna Saladay in the pilot episode of Warehouse. Oh. She was the godmother and the lawyer to Cody who was accused of assaulting his girlfriends. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I had to think about it for a minute because I remember the pilot being about the bloodstone and I for- totally forgot that there was yeah. another artifact. So what did you think of this one? I hate these stories. Nazi stories? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a good episode, but I don't generally like Nazi stories either. Yeah. But I did think it was a good episode. It was different because, like I said, it wasn't a cursed antique they were after. It right. Was just, it's just that. Why would you be by yourself? Stay as a group as a whole. If you guys were in the military together, together is what got you through. So why wouldn't you be together now? Yeah, like I said, even if they didn't believe in supernatural powers or whatever, they still had to realize something was going on and maybe somebody was killing them for revenge or something. Right. You know? We also have to note that the way Rausch was able to spread his rhetoric and the way he was able to get people to believe and follow him enough to enable him to get into politics was much like the present. Mm-hmm. When we first heard him on his radio show, we heard his callers arguing with him. And then later on, we heard most of his callers agreeing with him. Yeah. Certainly things don't change as much as we'd like to think. No, like you repeat it over and over and over again. People believe it. You can tell a lie over and over and over again. Yeah. People believe the lie. Yeah. So I liked the episode, but even though it was from 1989, I think, it still mm-hmm. kind of hits home. Yeah. You know, to the present. Yeah. So it kind of bothered me. But And then I just thought it was weird, and I should have looked around to see if there was a reason. It was weird that Jack was not in the last two episodes, and now Mickey and Ryan are in this one. Hmm. The only thing I can think of is either it was vacation time, maybe that's when they got the time off, who knows? Because I thought about that too, and I'm going, well, it does happen, not everybody's got to be in every episode. Yeah, but usually it's only one of them that's missing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just weird that he wasn't in the last two, and then all of a sudden he's by himself. Yeah, something happened, but yeah. it was it wasn't it wasn't a bad episode. It's just the content of the story sucked, but all of it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, other than the fact that it was about Nazis, which I never enjoy. You know, it was a good story, but it was kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. All right, so we we will see you next week for episode twenty. See you next week. This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.